I should probably. Good afternoon or good morning, I guess, still, really. Uh, everyone, today is Monday, May 24th. And Tom, I have a confession. The NBA is so back. Oh, I, I'm, I'm excited to talk about it. I'm excited to hear about it because I have not been paying attention whatsoever. Yes, yes. It was uh, it was, it was, was a great weekend. Um, I'm sure you had fun. How was your, uh, how was your weekend? It was nice. I got to go down to the shore, hang out with some friends. Uh, yeah. So it was Jersey nice. Shore. Got a, Jersey yeah, got Shore. A, got a little color. Oh, God. Do you get do you get sunburnt really easily? No, I actually have never sunburnt unless I was on the equator. I actually get stupid tan. I get really t- Like in the summer, like I've been confused for being like mixed race because I, I, I'm Native American, so I get I really dark skin. Um, yeah. So... <laughs> Today, obviously, uh, you know, we're going to get into the NBA a little bit. Um, we'll also talk about Phil Mickelson uh, being the oldest golfer ever to win a major, even though I don't really like how that's a major, but we'll get into that. Uh, there was a big game of uh, a couple big games of soccer yesterday. Uh, we're going to introduce a new segment, Five Things in Five Minutes. And uh, then we'll go through all the sports, and uh, we'll finish out our uh, – we'll do six more teams over-unders uh, for the NFL. Um, and, uh, yeah, so uh, let's get it started. Let's get it started. Uh, today in sports history, um, in 1918, the Cleveland Indians' Stan Kovaleski set the club record for most innings pitched, 19, as the Indians beat the Yankees 3-2. to That's like – that's like three starts for a pitcher nowadays. Yeah. Three starts. <laughs> three so uh, <laughs> uh, I thought that was interesting. Um, uh, also, in 1995, cricketer San- Sachin Tendu- Tendulkar uh, weds pediatrician – I'm not even going to try it – Anjali Mayhata. Uh, so I don't know who that guy is or who she is, but uh, apparently they're famous enough to be listed in today's sports history. So good job. Congratulations, guys, on your, what would this be, 26th anniversary. Um, all right, so here we go. We're going to start off with our new segment, Five Things in Five Minutes. And uh, the first segment is going to be – uh, involving Tom's uh, favorite basketball team, uh, Trey Young hits uh, the floater to give um, the uh, oh shoot the Hawks, Hawks. Give the, the Hawks to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Um, but uh, yeah, here we go. I'm pulling it up right now. Sorry. No, oh, no, you're good. It was very. I saw the clips and I I saw the score come in right after the game and I was like, oh. That's just that's the way to open it. 
down to its defensive lineup. Neela Keela in the game now defensively on the point. Let's see how they play this. Here is Young. Finds his spot. Young on the floater. Puts it in. Oh. Trey Young. Oh. Yeah, so uh, Trey Young, um, that was a big win uh, for them in MSG. It was good to see the Knicks back in action, you know. Um, so uh, that was awesome. But, yeah, Trey Young uh, comes down, hits he – I mean, I think me or you could hit that shot. That was just really bad defense. Yeah. I mean, he was – I don't know how you let a guy like that get that open, but uh, yes. Uh, so Trey Young, I think it is playoff debut, which is weird because we're seeing a lot of playoff debuts this year. Uh, I know Devin Booker made his playoff debut in their big win over the uh, the Lakers yesterday, and like I said, Trey Young hit that shot at the buzzer. Uh, I think that's going to be a good series. Uh, I think it. I think it. I think it could go to seven. Um, but, uh, obviously we'll talk about why I'm kind of back in on the NBA in a little bit, but, uh, yeah, that was a big shot from Trey young. Yeah. Anything on that? No, no. Like it, obviously it's a big shot. Game one, his playoff debut. Uh, I saw after the game, he said that he is growing into liking being the villain of the NBA, um, <laughs> which is pretty interesting. Uh, cause I wouldn't consider him necessarily no. a villain. I just think that he's a unliked character. I don't think he's that. I don't even, I like him. I like him. Yeah. I, I think he's got this swagger in the moxie that is trying to revitalize the NBA. You know, you see guys like John Moran with that same swagger yeah. and, and Luca who's, you know, turning into a villain, if anything. Yeah. Know, I mean, Luca, Luca's, stuff, Luca's might go down as like the Luca might go down as like the dirtiest player ever, but uh, that's not yeah, true. That is, that, uh, he, he, he's who's the rough, guy that but, had the, the crap ton of technicals. Like, Wallace, Rashid. No, no, no. Rashid Wallace. Rashid Wallace. Yeah. yeah. I was hoping, uh, actually, when North Carolina, uh, when uh, Roy Williams retired, uh, Rashid Wallace coaches high school basketball. He applied for the job. I was all in on him being the coach. <laughs> I mean, they would all just, right. they, they would We're just smoke be weed. Grayson, Grayson Allen. <laughs> yeah. They would just smoke weed after games and like public. And yeah. But uh, no, we ended up with Hubert Davis. And uh, yeah, things are going incredible. We've, have no one on the team basically um so yeah that, i think that was a big shot by trey young um and like i said the nba is back all right our next clip is uh from friday i believe or last week sometime uh marshall uh the marshall university wins the men's soccer national title in uh overtime in sudden death hold on pull it up is short and Bezerra's there. Semelo was off his line. Bezerra goes down hard. Slipped. Joseph now again, one to cut in on that right foot like he always does. Laid off to Diaz. He'll take a shot, bounces back. Still Diaz! Shot! Digs through! It's hit across! And it's Roberts there again! Ooh. Yeah, so that was uh, that was pretty cool. Uh, Indiana um, is a it's a pretty uh, kind of a power program in um, soccer, but uh, it, we've seen it in the past, especially around here. I, you probably don't remember, and you probably don't know it. Uh, you're too young, and uh, but Akron used to have the best um, men's soccer program in the country, and they only had so because they hired a coach from out of country that 
went over and recruited players from overseas. And that seems like, like that's what Marshall is doing. So, uh, yeah, you don't see uh, – I mean, that's got to be Marshall's, I don't know, like best thing in the last – best athletic thing in the last 20 years probably. So, yeah, good for him. And the coolest thing about that uh, was their three – their two previous games and that one – all went to overtime, and the same dude scored in three straight games to win it in overtime. Talk about clutch! That's uh, that's pretty big. But um, that guy's yeah, got the clutch gene, man. Yeah, I, uh, I uh, thought that. Um, uh, so now for our next thing, uh, obviously we'll get a little bit more into this uh, when we talk more about the NFL. Um, but Tim Tebow uh, signing a contract with. Um, the uh, Jaguars, uh, like I said, we'll talk about it. Um, I mean, but for right now, I mean, we, no one expects him to make the roster, right? No. Uh, well, I think he might just because Urban Meyer likes him. Obviously, they had the the two natties at Florida. Um, he might just for that, but I don't. He he looks just so big right now. Like he yeah. he looks chunky. In all honesty. Um, but I, I don't expect him to make the roster. But then again, it wouldn't surprise me if he does. Uh, well, uh, here is uh, – I'll, I'll always remember this. This was this happened during my freshman year of college. Um, we had, like, a dorm meeting with our, like, room advisor, and then we had this on, and uh, it was crazy. I remember it. Um, Tim Tebow throwing the – on the first play of overtime, throwing to Demarius Thomas for, like, an 80-yard touchdown. Yeah, it was crazy. That. That's when people, people really started believing he was like God the then. The Broncos have been in three overtime yeah. games this year. They won them all. Got him. Got him at the 30. It's Thomas at the 50. Stiff arm got him free to the 30. To the 20. Thomas to the 10. Denver's going on the New England. They win it on the first play of overtime. Uh, so, I, I do you remember where you were when that happened? Because I do, like I said. Uh, what year was it? I, I think that was uh, 2000. That must be 2011. 12, 11. Yeah, I mean, I was I was 10 or 11 or 12 or something like that at that point. So I'm sure I was watching it with my family because uh, we usually for the playoffs just like we we do a constant like string where we have people over and then we have like a big Super Bowl party where they all come over. So I'm sure we were watching it with some family friends or something like that. But I couldn't give you a specific spot where I was at. Yeah, and uh, the, I think the funniest thing about that is, I mean his his throwing motion like the only way i can compare it to is like his throwing motion it's like he's like almost like ben simmons like like his throwing motion literally takes 2 seconds and like i mean he goes like all the way around so i but yeah I do remember that, but we'll talk more about Tebow. I, I, I'm starting to question the hiring of Urban Meyer, but like I said, we'll get we'll get more into that. Um, also, in uh, new news, I honestly just saw uh, before we logged on. Um, so, in high school basketball, uh, there's a new league. It's going to be called the National Interscholastic uh, Basketball Conference. Um and it's basically college for high school kids, basically. So it's uh, all your powerhouses, uh, Oak Hill, uh, Montverde from Florida, IMG Academy. Um, I think there's eight. There's going to be a total of 10 teams. Uh, I think they have eight. Uh, Sunrise Christian is one of them. Um, here, let me pull this up. I, uh, but there's two teams that yet to be announced. But, yeah, I mean, the, I mean, if this is the way basketball is going, I, I mean, then the, the, the one-and-done rule has can only be quickly behind it. 
to be abolished. So, but I thought this was really interesting because I mean, even when I was in high school, I mean, you like it was getting big. Uh, like basketball, high school basketball was kind of big. Like uh, you would see these Oak Hill Montford like matchups like once a year or whatever. And that, and then I think what was it a couple of years ago they started that Geico tournament uh, at the end of the year. Um, but now, yeah, all, all these big schools are just going to play each other in the same conference. Uh, it's kind of like the Champions League in. Or it's actually, it's 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 basically it's basically what European soccer tried to do, um, and uh, I mean, I just it, it's weird to me because I mean, I mean, granted, I wish I could have been good enough or something to go like that, but I mean, it, it, Montverde is in Florida, and uh, like Sierra Canyon is in California. Like they're, I mean, they're going to be flying back and forth like college kids. Yeah. So it'll be a good experience and hopefully it'll uh, like give me kind of like how it feels to be a pro. But uh, I, I think in the, 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 they, they, I didn't read if they had announced any TV deal, but I can only imagine there'll be one high school game a week on there or something like that. Yeah. So. Well, and like, it reminds me a lot of the high school football that we saw when, uh, did you ever watch QB one on Netflix? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, Q, it's like QB one where you see Bishop Gorman flying halfway across the country to go play. And it's literally like pro football. It's crazy. Yeah, but yeah, I'm excited and, to see it for sure. But it's just it's it's crazy to me that that's oh, like I mean, sports now. <laughs> I, I'm 100 percent like there's a game on every week. I'll watch it. I mean, it's I, I think high school basketball is awesome. Um, but yeah, so uh, that that's crazy. Uh, but then again, I mean, like I said, I think I, I think all the momentum is building towards this NIL bill passing. And this is just more of putting players in a position to, like I think maybe like ten years ago I'd have been like oh this is ruining the game, but now it's just so like you're just so fast tracked like from the age you turn like you're a freshman in high school you're so fast tracked if you're a good player to get there so I mean might as well start letting him go pro at eighteen but um, so uh, we'll definitely have more about that in the future but yeah like I said Montford Oak Hill uh, IMG La L- La Lumiere in Indiana Sunrise Christian in Kansas. Wasatch Academy in Utah. Um, so, I mean, it's not even like – the weirdest thing is this isn't even like it's like a, a, a conference in college football, like where they're somewhere like close. Like they're on the opposite ends of America. So, uh, but like I said, it'll be interesting. And uh, I got to tell you, I think those schools have the money that need that they uh, need to do. So um, I thought that was interesting. Um, and then uh, our final thing, uh, this seems to be fast track K and is being picked up. Um, uh, I, I maybe I maybe thought about it for a second, but uh, so Julio Jones seems to be on his way out of Atlanta. Um, I've seen everything from New England uh, to Baltimore, um, uh, everything like that. Uh, so, I mean, what, what do you got? Where do, where do you think he ends up? In my personal opinion, like there's only two teams that he should want to go to. Um, and for different reasons, one going up to new England, uh, in both spots that I think he'll go, he'll be the number one receiver and he'll be the guy that, you know, could, could make them potentially a threat in the playoffs. But new England is one because they just have a gaping hole at the, their wide receiver one position. Uh, Nikhil Harry and Jacoby Myers are not going to get the job done even for Mac Jones, who's supposedly going to be a step up from cam newton but we all know how we feel about cam newton and mac jones here um but i i mean that's just like a logical spot for them 
and they're in a win now mode because a lot of their defenders are on the back end of their careers and they need to win one. So bill can retire. Um, so that, and they have the assets in the future that they can give up for Julio Jones. The other spot that's more of a young up and coming team that is looking to make a push is the Ravens. Um, I know they just drafted Rashad Bateman and he's supposedly going to come in as the one, but Willie Sneed or, uh, Who's the other guy that they drafted the wide receiver? I feel like they got uh, another... Marquise Brown. No, uh, no, Terrence. Mar- Did they get Terrence Marshall? No, that was the the Panthers. The Ravens got someone else. I, I know who it is, and I think he's better than. I right, just um, keep going. I'll look at. Keep going. Yeah, I'll look it up. He, right now, the receiving core is Rashad Bateman, Marquise Brown, and Willie Sneed. With the fourth guy, I think being better than Willie Sneed, um, but. I, I don't see that being a viable option for them to be running as their four wide receivers. So getting Julio Jones, you'll have him and Bateman on the outside. You can have Marquise Brown go back to playing the slot, which is where he was the most effective. And if he ends up still getting injury prone all the time, then he's going to lose his spot to whoever the fourth guy is. Um, I, I mean, It's bothering me that I don't know his name. Um, but, but that just seems oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Tylen Wallace, Tylen Wallace. Yes. Thank you. From Oklahoma state. Yeah. Yes. I knew it was someone that I liked. He was supposed to go in the second round. They got him in like the fourth or the fifth, um, fourth. fourth. Yeah. They, they got an absolute steal there. And Tylen Wallace, I think it's just going to be a better version of Marquise Brown because while Hollywood has done well in the past, he hasn't done like really good. Um, so I, I think and, that and I, I, I do have to say, uh, sorry for cutting you off. No, no, go I, for it. I, I don't know if Marquise Brown is, I mean, he, his body is in the mold of a slot receiver, but I don't really know if he's like, he's more like almost like a, um, oh God, I, what's the, not Tyree kill for the chiefs. Um, Hardman, Miko Hardman. Like he's kind of like that to me. And Miko Hardman actually does play some slot um, which is crazy that they have, I mean, they're so fast, but, um, yeah. And, uh, I was also just, a. you can get back to your point in a sec, but, uh, they also got a steal in the fifth round as well, I think, or could end yeah. up being a steal. They got, uh, Sean Wade. Yep. hundred percent. So, yep. uh, that could end up being a steal. Um, uh, yeah, I, 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 I think he's only going to go two places. I, I agree. I think he's going to either end up in new England or in Baltimore. Um, and honestly, for the first time, if he ends up in Baltimore, I'm not going to be happy about it, but I think the Browns are capable of dealing with that. So, um, cause especially with all the signings in uh, secondary. So, um, but yeah, I, I, like I said, I, I don't know. It, it, it's weird to me, like, uh, because obviously Tom Brady was in new England for the longest time. And it seems like players wanted to go there to play with Tom Brady though. Like, I don't know if guys really, I, 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 I've yeah. never heard a P honestly, I've never heard a heard a P from Julio Jones or anything like that. So I doubt he'd be a guy. I'm sure he'd listen to Belichick, but I, I do think there's guys around the league that are like, I mean, I don't want to go to new England and play like that. Like you well, no longer have, you no longer have Tom Brady. Like I, I don't want to be back to like a, a, like a high school program or like a college program where you have to monitor my every move because of that. So, yeah. Um, but those are the two spots I think he should go or he's going, I should say going to go. I have two spots that I think he should go that he's not going to, in my, in my opinion. I mean, obviously going to the Packers, if Aaron Rodgers is still there should be a number one priority. Cause then you'd have Julio Jones and Devonte Adams. Like who's stopping you? But 
the more interesting place for him to go would be the 49ers, but I don't know if they're going well. Lynch and Shanahan are never afraid to make like a big move or flashy move. So like getting Julio Jones would not be the the worst, but what are you going to have? What are you going to give up for Julio Jones? And exactly. And it's almost like if they are, I mean, I think Lance ends up starting a game or two at the end, I would think, or if Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt. But the only question I have then is if you're uh, San Francisco, like Julio Jones is old. He's like, I think he's going to be like 32. So signing him this year, uh, I mean, to play for Jimmy Garoppolo, I don't really know if that's a good idea. Uh, there is one destination that uh, I think uh, could be a – I don't know if they have the cap or the – I mean, I think they would have the uh, the draft picks to uh, trade for. Arizona. I think Arizona could be uh, – being, uh, and this actually uh, – I'll send you it when I uh, finish it, but I'm writing an article. Uh, I'm in the process of it uh, just kind of talking about um, – and like I said, we've talked about this, but kind of talking about there are some teams out there whose championship window are go- is going to close sooner than expected. And we have talked about it multi- many times, Arizona, because Kyler Murray's game is just not going to transfer right. when he's 30, like we've talked about. Um, so, but yeah, I think he'd be a great fit in Arizona. But the other team I'm also, I was also going to say, and I'll just tell you before I let the article out, uh, um, I, I think Tennessee's got to win Damn the next you. two I was years. just formulating that. <laughs> Damn it. That's awesome. That's oh awesome. Oh, my God. I was like, I was going to speak, and then you're like, there's one more team. I'm like, dude, Tennessee just lost Corey Davis. He, Julio plays well with A.J. Brown. Damn it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I think the Titans should go. I definitely – and they're also one of the teams, I, like I said, I think that their championship window is going to close sooner than expected because, yeah, yeah, when you have a running back, uh, I mean – even if he gets another, so say he has two more years of two thousand yards. A, the running game is not winning in the NFL. It's just it's not. Um, and the Titans' defense has been putrid the past couple of seasons, which is crazy because Mike Grable's a defensive guy. But yeah, I, I'm still working on a third team who I think uh, a window oh. closer to that expected. But uh, I think definitely think that those two, like if, like if I if I'm the Titans or if I'm um, the Cardinals, I, 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 I'm saying that like, because especially with the Titans too, with Ryan Tannehill, he's like mid thirties, maybe early thirties. He's only got two or three more good years left. Not, not necessarily good years. He's only got two or three more, uh, one or two more years really where he can kind of move in the pocket, I think. Right. So, um, but yeah, I'm looking for a third team for that, but. Well, so I also have like two more dark horse teams that I've been really thinking about. And I've been talking about it with my father. I think that if you took Julio Jones and you added him to the Chargers, the Chargers could make a serious push for one of those wild card spots because Herbert's now he has Keenan Allen and Mike Williams who are great, but those those third receivers they were running guys that they drafted in the third and fourth and fifth rounds last year with um, Jalen Glutton, uh, Hill, whatever his name is, um, and a bunch of other like kind of nobodies, and then you throw in the fact that you brought in Jared cook to replace Hunter Henry. They could use another receiver. So pairing Julio Jones with Allen and Williams is kind of scary because Allen yeah. is, is, is a everything type guy. Mike Williams is captain boomer bust. He's going 90 yards for the touchdown or he's not catching the ball. Yeah. Uh, and then you have Julio who can kind of do everything else. And also it's kind of like Keenan Allen. So I think that putting that. Yeah, there, I, mean, I, I would say Keenan Allen to me is, like 
the middle-aged or not middle-aged like the middle income like not the poor man's but the middle income Devontae Devonte adams like he's a yeah. possession receiver he's not necessarily the fastest guy but he catches the ball uh he, he, i i think him um Devonte adams and uh I can't think of his name. I forgot about it. But they're all – I think they're very similar, uh, that they're big body possession receivers that uh, just can catch the ball. So, um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, and then the other team that I was thinking of, and you're going to – I don't know how you're going to respond to it, but the Colts. If – you know, Wentz is is not the best in your eyes, right? You need to surround him with with good receivers then. Pairing. Yeah, and I I, I I I do the Wentz thing more of kind of like a joke. Like, yeah, if you're either a Colts fan, if you're in the uh, just watching the NFL, you have to think that he's going to be better on the Colts. So, uh, no, yeah, I agree. He could be a great pick yeah. for them. It's him pick him being the well. true one that they're kind of missing, letting Michael Pittman develop a little bit more, and then you have Ty returning in the slot for a year to yeah. provide that short game. And then exactly. you have Paris Campbell, who can also run the deep ball very well when he's on the field. So, and their slot guy. What's their slot guy? Uh, Pascal? I think he – well, C- Campbell will be playing the slot, uh, assuming that they don't get Julio, which is fine in my opinion. I don't know if Zach Pascal moved on or not. Um, uh yeah, actually, he, he was brought back on a one-year deal. I forgot. My bad. Yeah, so they, they would have a very deep receiving room, which also would help with some of the injuries there. Well, and also what's going to help out Carson Wentz, I mean, like I said, I, I still don't think he's very good. I think he's a capable quarterback, though, in the right right environment. Right. Uh, I mean, what, what's going to help him is the continued growth of Jonathan Taylor. Yes. I mean, like like – Obviously, we kind of just talked about the Titans and how their championship window is like going to close sooner than expected. Like, if I'm the Colts, I'm kind of looking at that the same way. Like, let's see how many yards we can get out of Jonathan Taylor this year. Let's see how it works out for one year, and then if everything is going well, I think their window is like two years where they could win a Super Bowl after this year. And so two years, I mean, hoping everything goes okay with Wentz. I mean, Wentz is never going to be the perfect quarterback. He's never going to be Tom Brady. He's going to throw picks. He's going to do dumb things. Right. Baker Mayfield does. Baker Mayfield does the same shit. So, like I said, I do most of the Carson Wentz thing because I think it's funny. Um, right. But yeah, I, 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 if if with the roster that they currently have, if the Colts want to uh, like make it deep in the playoffs and make playoff runs, they should basically follow offensively the Titans lead offensively and then defensively the Colts are pretty damn good. Uh, I know they lost uh, Anthony Walker to the Browns, but I mean, they still have a uh, other linebacker. Leonard. Yeah. Darius Leonard, who uh, I, oddly enough, I've seen him compared uh, or I've seen Uusu Koromoa compared to him. Um, I could see, but, uh, but yeah, yeah. They, so yeah, I, I, I agree. And, yeah, uh, and so let's just get into the NFL. Uh, I had NBA. We'll get the NBA in a sec, but um, so I, let's go. Yeah, <laughs> of course, right? Uh, so I'm really starting to question Urban Meyer. Like, I understand he's a different kind of coach, and first of all, I will come out and say it about. I think Tebow has dirt on Urban Meyer. I honestly do. <laughs> I, I I do. I, I mean, I think because if you, I mean, you got to remember. I mean. He was there with uh, uh, Urban, Tebow, the Pouncey twins, Aaron Hernandez. I mean, so 
I think he has dirt on him and I, I either he has dirt on him or he just wanted to like extend him like a nice gesture or something like that, or just to, but you're the Jaguars. Like you had the number one pick in the draft for a reason. Like you're terrible. How about you work on like getting better? Like it just didn't make sense to me. And then like, I didn't like the Etienne pick it, uh, but I mean, he'll probably be useful in the NFL, but like, why are you having taking? Why is he running receiver routes? Like, why yeah, did you? Was, like, like, why? Why is Travis Etienne running receiver routes when you took him at twenty five? Who, when there were, uh, I mean, t- everyone was on the board basically, except for like the top. I mean, you could have taken Bateman. They could have taken Bateman. So they took Tevin Jenkins to protect Trevor Lawrence because their line is not great. Yeah, and like I, I know, Twice and you then could I, have had him actually. Yeah, and then I know it was a couple, maybe a month or two ago, but they brought on a, a coach with like a bad pass, and basically it immediately blew up in Urban Meyer's face, and he had walked away. So I, I don't know what your opinion is. I'll get your opinion. I, I, I just don't know what the plan is for the Jaguars. Like, it, it, you have probably the best quarterback since Andrew Luck in your arms, and then you're, you know what? Maybe maybe Urban Meyer's a genius. Maybe this is genius thinking directing the attention to Tim Tebow. Oh my God. I've done a full 360. I know exactly what Urban Meyer is doing. He's making everyone pay attention to Tebow. So Trevor Lawrence can get his work done. Okay. I, yeah. Yeah. He, he's brought in, he brought in Tebow. I, I don't think that it's that he has dirt on him. I genuinely think that he actually cares about the guy. And he was like, Hey, let me come play for you again. He, and lives, he's on like, the same, he lives on the same street as him. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I, gotta, oh, it I, was gar- like, I, I guarantee like every day, like Tebow would be looking at his window. Waiting. Yeah, no, he's <laughs> waiting for Urban Meyer to like, you know, drive home from, uh, and because then he just takes, he takes off his shirt and he goes jogging down the street or something like, Oh, what's up coach. You see my bottom good to play now. So yeah, I <laughs> mean, but uh, yeah, so, but still all seriousness, that could be what he's doing, but I don't think it is. So I, I just don't understand what they're – I get. I don't get it. Well, like, I obviously you have Trevor Lawrence. You have this guy that everyone thinks is going to be a superstar. And then you with that next pick, instead of protecting him, you got him his college buddy, which is great. But now you have an issue with the sense that the fan favorite of the undrafted rookie and the whole story behind James Robinson is there. And I think Urban Meyer kind of like took a step back after the draft and was like, oh, damn, I messed up. So then he was like, oh, we're going to use him as a positionless player. We're going to have positionless football with him. He's going to play receiver. He's going to run the ball, kind of like a Brandon Ayuk type thing. Yeah, well, I mean, I think we both said it when they took him. I mean, he, he Urban Meyer is trying to recreate Percy Harvin. It's exactly what he's trying to do. It, if, if Urban Meyer could have a team of just Percy Harvins and Tim Tebow's, I don't know. I mean, uh, it, it, it is weird to think back to Percy Harvin because he really did change. I, I would say him, now that I think about it, like, he really changed the passing game in the NFL. So, but like I said, I just, I, I, I yeah, I do think he cares about Tebow and everything like that. I just – like you can care for someone on a personal level. I understand that. But Urban Meyer has to also be like 
the whole country's eyes are on me. Like, I got the best quarterback. I'm supposed to be this quarterback guru. I better make him work. Um, so, like, he needs to be able to – I guess he needs to be able to separate his personal relationship from his yeah. professional relationship. Because I do think Arun Meyer is a smart coach. I mean, he won two, three – two? Two national – two. Two national titles. So Well, um, just in Florida. That, didn't he win more with Ohio State? He won one. Yeah, but and uh, oh yeah, and I saw this the other day, which this isn't. Uh, I think it's actually a good pick. Um, they picked uh, uh, the Jaguars took. Um, uh, oh, hold on, he has three natties. Uh, two at Florida, one at one at Ohio State in twenty fourteen. I'm trying to think who they just drafted. Who? The Jaguars? Uh, oh, Luke. Yeah, the Jaguars. So this is the other thing. They I, like I said, I actually I actually coached against this guy when he was in high school. Luke Farrell, the Ohio State tight end. Um, he played basketball. He's from around kind right. of around my area. I coached against him in basketball. But I mean, they took him in the sixth round. He was yeah. supposed to go undrafted. Um, and I get uh Urban Meyer has a love for Ohio State, but I mean see he, I was actually going to use Luke Farrell as a kind of rebuttal. I think he did try to keep personal relationships out of it, but like, cause, cause taking the guy uh, Farrell in the sixth round, that's just a late round flyer. Like anyone could go undrafted at that point. He took him because he thought they needed the tight end. Didn't know Tebow was going to come and play tight end. And I think he did well, try well, to keep all right, it. All right, all right, all right. This is where we need to separate real life and fake life. Like Tim Tebow can't play tight end. Like, I mean, we don't know. We've never seen it. The Jets no, we do know. We, we, we do know. Like, like we do know. Like, they they wanted him to switch to tight end, but he was in his prime, and and, and maybe he could have done it then. He's thirty three years old now. Yeah, it's thirty three. So, it's just not it. Yeah. So I, but no, and I, I think Luke Farrell is actually pretty good. He, I think he'll be a decent receiving tight end. And I took him in dynasty real, twice. I, I, I God. Um, I think he'll be a little bit like uh, that. Uh, who's the Bills tight end? Knox. I think uh, Dawson Knox. Like that. Yeah, yeah, a little, a little bit bigger, but uh, a little bit not not as fast, but a little bit like that. So I, I just I think he really or Meyer just kind of really needs to like Go from this point on, like your personal relationships or your personal relationships, yeah. your professional relationships are different. Um, Since we're still talking about the Jaguars, I was I was looking at an article about the Julio Jones thing here when we were talking about it before. And I, I don't know if I told you, I finally broke down and just got ESPN plus myself because I was on yours. And then I was like, wait, I'm not getting my updates on my phone for whatever I was on for. So I went back to my account. I broke down, I bought it. Um, and I was going through, I forgot I had it up until we were talking about Julio and I'm reading this ESPN plus article about like a bold take for June or whatever. They say Julio Jones to the Jaguars for a 2022 second round pick and Lavishka Chenault. Uh see if I'm that I I I, I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want it either. Lavishka Chenault actually showed a little bit of promise and he's young. I mean, so And he Julio doesn't fit in well there. Like they have DJ no. Chark who's young who I think would play the Julio Jones role. Yeah. They brought in Marvin Jones who can play the inside or the slot. 
Uh, he can play the inside or the outside. And then you have Chanel. I don't. I don't think you do that. And I, no, think, no, I, no, I agree. I agree. I agree. I, I don't think you do it either. Because it doesn't make much sense. I mean, uh, especially because I, I mean, how many years left on his contract does Julio have? Uh, I want to say two. So I mean, you're getting him at the be like you got to think that at the earliest the Jaguars can contend for the playoffs and the Super Bowl in about three years. Oh, I'm sorry. He has three years left. Okay. So a little bit different. I mean, you can make it, I just don't, I, I still wouldn't trade away Chenault in the 2022 second, just because by the time Lawrence is acclimated to the NFL, Julio Jones really won't be a factor as much anymore. So, Yes and no. I, I, I think Julio is still going to be good for a little while here. Um, but I don't know if I, it just doesn't make sense for a rebuilding team to bring in stars. I've I'm a Jets fan. Like I we've lived through this. They never work out. Remember the oh, Jets? Yeah, I mean, D- Dwayne Bowe was a great signing for the Browns until he literally didn't even make the roster after signing like a $10 million contract. Exactly. The, so. the most successful player that the Jets have brought in, like after they've had success elsewhere was LaDainian Tomlinson. But that's literally the only guy I could pull out of, out of the hat that would, I could be like, okay, that was a successful signing of an old star. I mean, oh God, I'm trying to think of some other, like Frank Gore, obviously we had didn't, him. Brett Favre. Didn't, didn't, didn't Brevis go from the Jets to the Pats and then back to the Jets? He went to he went from the Jets to the Bucks to the Pats to the Jets, and he was not as good the second time around because he was no, like he definitely wasn't. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, but uh, it's okay. Since now we're on that topic, that I now that I think about it, like who this is good. See, we're getting better. We're growing with our show. <laughs> who would you say? Who would you say is uh, the top three cornerbacks that I last thirty years? I guess you get your lifetime because. I think the cornerback position has gotten so good that like I would have to go all the way back to like I think I think Jalen Ramsey is the best corner there's ever been right now. Right now. Like I yeah. Yeah. Uh so I I mean right the now. only one I would think about putting on there was Charles Woodson. Um but he also played safety at the end of his career and then Deion Sanders but Everyone does it's that. just and it, it, it's just weird because the passing is passing is so much part of the NFL now that I mean, well, and the thing that I always argue, cause like I talk about this with all the time when I'm out at school with people, cause I, I live around a bunch of bears fans and Packers fans and everyone has their biases and everything. My bias obviously goes to Revis cause he was the best, uh, best jet to do it. Like, here's my thing. Everyone's like, Oh, he's in my top 10, but he's not my top five because he doesn't have the numbers. People forget they the teams that were playing Revis never threw the ball on that side of the field. Same thing as Richard Sherman when he was in his prime, because they just didn't move. Or, or I should say, yeah. Revis followed the number one receiver no, wherever I, he I, went, and they never yeah. threw it to that side of the field. I, I mean, that's where the lack of numbers come from for interceptions if, and if, stuff like that. If I was going to create a corner in like 2010 that would fit the league like great now, I mean. Darrell Revis was really the cornerback who ushered in the big passing era. And, yeah, no, I totally agree. He's in my top three. I never liked watching him play, obviously, because you're right. They didn't. They just didn't throw it away. You didn't they see didn't any highlights. But, like, you no, look at no. that one season. I want to say it was 2010, 2011, somewhere in there, where uh, he, you look at their list of receivers that he held to under 35 yards. It's literally yeah. the biggest receivers, and some of them twice. I mean, he, he shut down Randy Moss twice that one year when he was with yeah, the Patriots. 
I, in I, like I said, Revis is top three for me definitely because he was one of only, one of the only few of the corners that I can remember in the last fifteen to twenty years. That was just so good. Like he he was so smooth. He was so fast. I mean, he held everyone. No one could throw on him. I mean, it was it was crazy. I if I was Jets fan, I'd probably hate him a little bit for going to New England, but whatever. Um, but yeah, no, I think I think if I had to go my top three right now, I'd probably go Revis two. I'd probably go Ramsey one. Um, Dion. Dion, but I don't. I I think I'd rather have Richard Sherman when he was really good. For me, if I like, if I wanted to build a prototypical corner, I would I would take Richard Sherman's body and his man coverage ability. Uh, I yeah. I wish I wish he was a little bit faster because I mean he had the one he had I mean Stephon, not Stephon Gilmore uh, Richard Sherman I mean had uh, that one year was I talking about Stephon Gilmore because I meant uh, Richard Sherman because um, Richard Sherman had like two years where he was really really good and then. You could kind of see him slowing down towards the end. Like I, I know he got beat a couple times deep, and uh, one Monday Night Football game I was watching was weird. Um, but yeah, that, that's probably who my top three DBs are. And I think that anyone who says Revis isn't, or if anyone if that Revis is Revis has to be in the top five. Revis I mean, has he has to be, to be top, top five. But like for me, like for top three, like I'm not saying Revis is one or two. I'll say he's three out of my top three. But like because because I do give a little benefit to a guy like Dion who kind of did a little bit of everything um, and yeah. did have a lot of the numbers and stuff. And then, yeah, like Ramsey, Woodson, like all of these guys are all kind of up there for me. And I'm okay with having them in a different order. But to tell me that Revis is in your top 10, but not your top five, saying that he's six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, like that's just dumbfounding to me in my, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, I mean, yeah, he was re- really, really, really good. And I, I, I mean, it, 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 the cornerback position has become so hard. I, I legitimately think maybe probably other than quarterback, I think it's the hardest position in the world. But that's why – and people always wonder why corners are always like, uh, like you know, the trash talking and things like that. Like I never did that just because I was small in a corner. I just didn't. Um, but it, it, it to be a successful corner, it, you have to be a type of personality where you're like, it's me on my island. I own this island. I mean, right like, asylum. You're not, he literally, he yeah. literally started the whole island thing. Yeah, like. exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, that, that was an interesting uh, breakoff point. Yeah. Um, uh, we talked about Urban Meyer. Uh, I did see an article on ESPN Plus. I don't agree with it. Uh, uh, you might be able to find it if you go to the NFL. Uh, but they think the Jets are going to be picking number one next year. Yeah. So my dad had actually read me this article. This was I actually got ESPN Plus yesterday because we were talking about this specific <laughs> thing because uh, he was reading it on the score and the score. While I like getting the news from them and I like the app and I like some of the writers, some of the other writers are not the best. Uh, <laughs> so I, I went in and I was reading it and I don't agree. Because I do think that they're not they're gonna have a better season than they're projecting on this uh, algorithm or whatever it is. But at the same time, like I could also see it because you look at the schedule that the Jets have this year and you're just like, oh man, I I was going through it with my mother the other day and it's just it's it's one punch after another that you're just getting hit because you're playing the NFC South, which you know the Panthers might be the one game that you win there. 
Uh, then you're playing the AFC South, I think it is. Yeah. We're playing the NFC and the AFC South along with our division, which is very, very difficult. Because so, because you have the Bills who are going to sweep you. You might split with Miami. You might split with New England. But you're not sure about splitting with either because uh, they have yeah. a lot of question marks. So it's a very difficult schedule this year overall. And like I said, I don't necessarily have criticism for the Jets, but – and I think I think in the past – you know, I'll just say starting this year, I think they drafted well. Um, it honestly, like if you – and it sounds dumb to say, but like I – if I was a Jets fan, I would look at next year and I would want it the number one pick again. Like the only way the Browns were able to get to this point was by having the worst record two years in a row. So you can get your offensive staple and your defensive staple. So it, I mean, it's going to suck if you're a Jets fan, probably to watch a lot of those games next year. But if you want to look at, to brighter pastures, I mean, even if you guys do have the worst record next year, like look at greener pastures, the Browns did the same thing. So, uh, and it's, and, and I think the NFL in more than any other sport, I mean, it obviously makes it, it's so much easier to build through the draft. Uh, like in the NBA, you just, I mean, you, you can't build from the draft. Like it's, it's very, very difficult. Um, well, you yeah, say it's mean, difficult to build from just the draft. Obviously you can use them as pieces. Yeah. 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 I mean, it'll be interesting to see where that goes in the NBA anyways, but yeah, no, I, uh, I, like I said, it, it, it would suck to watch next year if you guys do get the first pick, but I guarantee you if they, you guys do get the first pick and hopefully they take someone you like this time next year, you'll be happy as fuck and thinking about how, you might be able to contend for the playoffs this year. And I'm being serious. Well, well, so I actually, if they do end up with the number one pick, I'd like to see them get kind of a, a Rams Redskins kind of trade back when it went, when they were the Redskins for that number one pick. Remember that the Rams, I think traded out of the number one spot for the Redskins to come up and get RG three. I think it was. Yeah. They got like three firsts and a bunch of picks beyond that. And yeah, all, yeah, yeah. All that. Sam Howell's coming out next year. Like, there's no way he doesn't. And QB needy team like the Washington football team could potentially move up again. And because we know that as an organization, they're willing to do that and move up. But at the same time, like they got and got burned by last time. But and there aren't that many teams that need a quarterback as of right now. But getting that number one pick, yeah, you could get a guy. I always mess up his name, the guy from Oregon. Is it? Jerome Thoreau, what's his name? Tyler Show. Tyler Show. No, 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 no. The Oregon defensive oh, K- end, K- Kayvon Thibodeau. Thibodeau. I, I wasn't sure. Yeah, Kayvon Thibodeau. Um, he's great. Uh, I he's really re- like. He, he, he's related to the next coach. Is he really? No. I know. Dumbass. <laughs> you look at him side by side. I'm not stupid. Come on. <laughs> um, He's really good. Uh, they spell their names different too. <laughs> I know. I, yes, I know. I was I was fully planning on saying that and hoping you would take it as a joke. But go on. Um, the he he's really good. The the uh, Stingley from North LSU is very yep. good as well. Um, trading out of that one spot for a QB needed team so that they can take Howell would be amazing for me in that in that predicament. So. I'm going into the season with no expectations. If we suck again, fantastic. Justin is gone. If we suck again, that's fantastic. We will have a good pick and we'll get a good player out of it. And if not, then we're doing better than where we were last year. So I really don't have an issue 
with that as a whole. God damn it. <laughs> he did the thing. Yeah, I know. I just say, yeah. Okay. He did the thing. Anyway, I, I got done with my little wrap up on the spiel with the Jets. Um, I'm, I have no expectations going into it. And if they suck, great. We're going to get a good player or a lot of picks from the number one pick. And if not, then we're going to be relatively decent and it'll be better to watch than what it was last year. Uh, so uh, kind of take this to a different uh how many from this year on how many straight like I don't think there's ever going to be at least in the next 15 years a top the number one overall pick is not a quarterback I think it's just going to be always quarterbacks I'd have to look at like the prospects for the next Uh, three years and and I guess that's not entirely true because I mean, if the Jets didn't get an offer and they do have the number one pick next year, I, I'm yeah. sure they would get an offer. But if, it, if they didn't want, I mean, yeah. So, uh, and also, I mean, if you want a corner uh, next year, the year after, and the year after that, LSU has three corners that are coming out. Derek Stingley, really good, will come out next year. Uh, Eli Ricks had, was a freshman this year, uh, had a better had a better season than Stingley had as a freshman last year, and Eli Ricks's brother is now. <laughs> at LSU as well. Uh, so we should have about three straight years of uh, number one overall corners coming out. But um, yeah, no, I, I, I think that obviously this bit, this season will be a question mark for the jets, but I, I think at this point next year, no matter what, unless like it's all gone wrong. I think this year, next time, this next year, this time you'll feel, you'll be feeling pretty good about the jets. Like I yeah. said, and unless something awful happens, which I, I, I hope they don't. Um, and then just to close out this subject, uh, uh, who would you say the, the top three prospects are next year? Your top three. I mean, Thibodeau and Stingley are, are just light years ahead of the rest of their class. So that would put them as in two of my top three. And then quarterback, I mean, it's hard not to just go with those three, with Howell and those two, because – they're just the most talked about ones right now. Obviously, we need to to see some games and see how some other people are playing. Um, but yeah, those would be the three for me right now. Um, no specific order, but how looks really good, and he's playing on a North Carolina team that is not known for football. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. I mean, the, the I'm looking at CBS just released, or I think maybe over the weekend released their. Uh, top prospects for the draft. Um, all th- the first four, five are all defensive players. Yeah. Thibodeau, Kyle Hamilton from um, Notre Dame. This is, I- I'll ask you this, uh, cause you dealt with it with uh, uh, Jamal Adams. Is it worth taking a safety that early? I mean, normally yes. Cause Jamal Adams was very, very good. Obviously he made the, the pro bowl in his sophomore year and, and has not looked back since, you know, obviously there was the issues that led to his departure to Seattle, but if you can avoid those as a team and if the jets had just done what literally everyone wanted to do, which was pay him the money that he had, you know, he wasn't asking for a lot. Was it? I, th- I think it was like 13 a year or 15 a year or something, which would make him the highest paid safety, but it's better than paying, you know, 20 a year, 25 a year to a receiver in my opinion, because, he was literally our entire defense until Marcus May kind of had his breakout year this year. And Marcus May was around and he was a solid number two guy. But yeah, I would I would take a safety that early. But you have to remember that you drafted this guy and you got to make an investment on him long term because of how good he is. 
That's always been the problem with the Jets. They've hit on a bunch of their early round picks, but then they just don't retain them. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's true. It's true. Um, yeah. Uh, so you went with Thibodeau, Hamilton, and Stanley. I mean, and, yeah, those are. The, uh, no, I, those I, said, are I said how. I said how. How. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think I also think Howell is the best quarterback in this draft. Um I will also agree with Thibodeau Stingley. I think Thibodeau will probably go two and maybe Stingley three. Uh, I think Garrett Wilson is also going to be the first uh, wide receiver off the board. Uh, CBS has him ranked sixth here uh, overall. What team is he? Ohio State. Right. Um, I'm excited for yeah, Olave. Have, yeah. Uh, no, they have Olave at 16. Olave is uh, like two inches smaller, I believe. Alave, uh, I believe, just grazes six feet tall, and I think Garrett Wilson's six one or six two. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, we talked about the draft order, Urban Meyer. Uh, all right, let's uh, uh, go to the NBA. Are we um, doing the six teams from last week? Oh yeah, we are. So yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you have to pick them. I have to pick them. Okay. Uh, well, which ones did we do last week? So I don't double. Okay. Pick. I will do what we did last week. Uh, we did Kansas City uh, 12. I had over. Uh, you have under. New England 9. I have under. You have under. Houston 4.5. I have under. You have under. Tampa 11.5. We both have over. Jets 6.5. We both have over. And Cleveland 9.5. We both have over. So the only one that we don't have the same on – is uh, Kansas, Kansas City. Kansas City, yeah. yeah. Okay, let's do – I'm going to take the most interesting league or division in football So as four of my six. So I'd like to do the NFC West. Okay. And then we can talk about the Chargers and the Bengals. Chargers, Bengals. Um, all right. I'm looking at. Do you have the win, do you have the win totals up or no? Because I'm pulling them up right now. Uh, I do not. I was just looking at the teams. All right. Yeah. So it looks like nothing has changed from last week. So would you want to start with uh, the NFC West in, in general? Because I think that's the most interesting division in football. All right. Who's in the uh, are the Cardinals in the West? Yep. The Cardinals, the Rams, the Niners, and the Seahawks. All right. Let's do the Cardinals first. Arizona, uh, their over-under is eight. So when when looking at the NFC West, you got to realize all the defenses are scary now, and they all are going to get pressured by a beastie one or two defensive linemen. Um, Kyler Murray has the best legs that's left in uh, – eh, that's not true. Yeah, you know what? I will say it. He has better, he has better legs than Russell Wilson. So – I will say that he he is good enough. He said it's eight, or is it eight and a half? It's eight. I will go with the over because I think that they'll be able to find a way to grit out some of those games like we saw at the end of the last season. Uh, I'm also going to go over as well. Um, Just because if uh, they don't go over, uh, then something has gone completely wrong in – um, Arizona, so uh, that would be bad for them. Uh, like I said, I think they'll go over. And I mean, like we said, we just talked about uh, they need to win now, rather sooner rather than later. So or they brought in JJ uh, Watt. 
No, we'll see what JJ Watt does this year. <laughs> I would be I would be so happy if uh, Jadavian Clowney had more sacks than JJ Watt. Honestly, I'd be happy if Jadavian Clowney just plays in ten games this year. <laughs> That's fair. Right. Uh, um, so Arizona, let's do the Seahawks. Seattle, what's the over under? Uh, Seattle, Seattle, where are you? Nine and a half. That's Nine a- and a half. Yeah. God. See, this is this is why it's the most interesting division in football because you don't know what's going to happen in this division. You know, the teams that go 10, 11, 12 in, in a season are people in divisions with terrible teams in them, but no one's going to do that. So I feel like we're going to see a lot of these over-unders before they hit 10. And it's hard to not say over for a lot of them as an initial gut reaction. And I'm going to go over here with Seattle because they have Wilson, Metcalf, and the like. But it it would not surprise me if they get swept by a team like the Cardinals or the Rams. Not both of them, but just one of them. Because yeah, it's, no. it's just incredibly hard to to get eight, nine wins, ten wins when you're in a division with teams that are all really good. Yeah, I mean, the NFC East w- w- pretends like it's the NFC West. Exactly. And, and they uh, have the same drama, but they're all 500. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm actually going to go under here. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about it. I, I'm going to go under just because – it seems like with the way they ended last year, uh, and then obviously with this, uh, I mean, who knows if the rumors were true that Russell Wilson kind of wanted it out. I think this year is kind of the year it implodes in Seattle's face. Um, and I think Pete Carroll, honestly, I think he's out after this year. I think uh, I think they'll make like a, a decision that either they're going to move forward with Russell Wilson or move forward with um, Pete Carroll. And I think – Smartly, I agree. I, I just keep going with Russell Wilson. So I, I'm going to go under here. It just seems like they've – ever since uh, the Legion of Boom, they've steadily declined. And their defense um, now is just atrocious. It was historically bad last season. Yeah, and that's what – like they tried to recreate Cam Chancellor with Jamal Adams, and I think Jamal Adams is good. I think he is never going to be anywhere near as good as Cam Chancellor was just because he's get, he's gotten injuries already. So that's the thing. I mean – Cam Chancellor was insane. Um, but I don't know if you remember. I mean, he was so good. He was he so was athletic. Best. I mean, he he. Yeah. I, I can't remember. I think it was in the playoffs. Maybe I don't. I don't even know. He jumped over. Yeah, pl- like, over the yeah to, yeah to block a field goal, and then they call because uh, you can't do that apparently. No, I mean Cam Chancellor. It's fun. I like I said, I played defensive back, so I've always had respect for defensive back. Uh, it, I, I will say it had to suck to be. Um, an opposing like player. No, no, not opposing. Okay, so it was Earl Thomas, Cam Chancellor, Richard Sherman. Who was forty-one? Oh, I have no idea. Oh <laughs> uh, God. Okay. Uh, so like I guess I'll go under, and then you can go on to the next one. I'll look it up. Yep. Uh, so the next one, uh, San Francisco. Obviously, they used Trey Lance. It it's going to be hard, I think, to kind of project the 49ers because. Usually when teams end up with the third overall pick, you're getting an impact player that's going to make you better than what you were last year. But for the 49ers, they just got hurt. Their entire team was hurt, and they're going to be better regardless. 
But even then, when when that happens to a team, they're getting an impact player at the third pick. But San Francisco's not getting an impact player who's going to help them out this year. They're looking for years to come. So if you look back to their Super Bowl run, I think they had what they have like 10, 12 wins. I think they had 11. Uh, I'll look that up, but give me the over under real quick. Oh, San Francisco? Sorry. No, you're good. Um, wow, they're wow. I'm surprised. Maybe they're not totally uh, 10 and a half. Yeah, that, that, that's just going on. I'm saying, I, I think that they're going to have a very similar run to their Super Bowl run that they had last year. So I, I'm going to go with the over on that. And it's a lot. I didn't think it was going to be 10 and a half. I thought it'd be nine and a half because that's what the Seahawks were. Mm-hmm. But I'm still going to go over with that 10 and a half. I could see him winning 11 games this year just because they're hopefully, and this is all barring injury. All of my, all of my stuff is barring injury. Um, assuming that they get all of their players back and they're all healthy. No, Tom, no, 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 Tom. Like, uh, yeah, we're not assuming they're healthy. If you get this wrong, right. I'm just kidding. Yes. We obviously know. Keep going. Yeah. I uh, just like with, with, I don't know what I was going with. I've, I lost it. <laughs> they're they're going to, they're going to have a good year and it's, it's going to be fun to watch. I think. Uh, I couldn't disagree with you more. Uh, I think, uh, I don't, like I said, I don't think they're going to rush to start. Um, um, uh, Trey Lance, but uh, and I just don't think Jimmy Garoppolo can win eleven games. Um, I, I it, it's I, like you said, it's the toughest conference, um, one of the toughest. I mean, AFC North is pretty tough too. But uh, yeah, ten and a half seems crazy to me. Obviously, Vegas knows stuff that I don't, but I, I go I, under. I said the over because I think that defense is going to be insane. I, I think that they're not going to let up a lot of points, except to the like the Rams. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, you, you said it correctly. I mean, San Francisco, um, uh, they – thanks. Uh, they uh, – I don't know. I lost my spot, so never mind. So did you go over or under for them? I went under. I went, I went, I went uh, with the over. I think that they're yeah. going to be a very good team this year. They, yeah, I know. I, they could be. They could be. Uh, but then again, Nick Bosa could get injured again. Uh, it's, it's just, That's why I said barring injury. Yeah. Well, I, I yeah. But I mean, that's what they become. Like if yes, if it, too bad this isn't leading into our Mount Rushmore. It would have been made it much better. But oh, sorry. <laughs> um, uh, all right. Yeah, I had the under. Like I said, like two and a half, ten and a half is too much. Um, yeah. So then the last team in the NFC West is the Rams, who had that big offseason addition with Matthew Stafford getting rid of Jared Goff. I think that that move alone wins them at least two or three games off of what they had last year. And they retain most, if not all, of their defensive players. So I remember they had like an uh, edge rusher. Except for that was, John Johnson. Except for John Johnson. I said almost, if not all. He Who's plays he for, for? – I think he plays for some team that's in the Midwest. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, who's the linebacker or like the edge guy that they were almost going to lose, but then they like retained? Um, like number ninety-four. Yeah, whatever his name is. 
it's it's something like that. He was supposed to leave, and he ended up staying, and, and they now have him and Aaron Donald again. You keep Jalen Ramsey. The linebacking core is solid. The, the defense Leonard is, Floyd. Leonard Floyd. There it is. I, I was close. That guy was really close. Um, I, I think that keeping them and, and keeping the defense intact is a huge win. And then you you trade Jared Goff for Matthew Stafford for who, if he stays healthy, I think is a, a top tier quarterback. So I'm gonna I, I don't know what the over under is, but I'm I'm almost tempted to just say over without knowing what it is. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Oh, it's ten and a half. Over. I'm gonna I'm gonna go over as well. Uh, I I do think that losing losing John Johnson affects them a little bit, and you have to remember they did also lose their defensive coordinator. So True. it does affect them a little bit. Uh, but – and I think we both agree on this. I think me and you are both going to be cheering for Matt Stafford this year. If, I mean, there's no, uh, there's not another guy in the NFL that deserves to make a deep playoff run or something like that. From all the shit he's taken in Detroit, uh, I mean – and now it, it, it's just – I feel so – I don't know why I'm going on this stage, but I feel so happy for Matt Stafford. Like he lived in Detroit. It was a terrible place. And now he's in LA to close out his career. And he's still pretty damn good. Um, yes. As long as he can stay, as long as he can stay on the field. Uh, so I, I, I remember when the trade happened and I was like, wait, that makes no sense. Uh, I don't like, but after looking at it again, Matt Stafford is the better quarterback. So I like, yeah, I, and, and we've talked about it before too. I, I love what, um, uh, Scott McVay does not Scott McVay, Sean McVay. Yeah. Scott McVay tried to blow up Oklahoma city. Um, uh, that's actually true. I know. That's why I'm oh, okay. laughing. Um, but I, it, it, he treats, he treats draft picks like they're just cash. And it's, it's, it's exactly what I do. And like when I play 2k, like I, I'm, I'll trade my 21st, 25th overall pick for the, Chris Bosch right now or something like, like, you know, you know what I mean? Like he, he I agree. And, and, and I, I know I stated it when I was talking about uh, college basketball and like uh, Alabama and uh, Arkansas going out to uh, Juco kids and transfers instead of recruiting really. So, uh, but yeah, I think the Rams are good. Um, like I said, I love what he does with the draft picks. It just doesn't matter to him. And that that's awesome. Uh, he's a genius, uh, but yeah, I go over here. Uh, but I do think the defense will take it'll take less of a hit than most teams would have had they lost their captain and their defense coordinator. But they'll still take a hit. Yeah. So um, with that, we got to. I will move a little quicker through these two. Uh, the Bengals, obviously, Joe Burrow is coming back off an injury. Um, he is on track for Week One, apparently. And now yes. he has his best friend from college in Jamar Chase. So what's what's the over under there? Give me uh, I'm gonna guess it's seven. I'm gonna guess it's like seven. Yeah. Six and a half. We were so close, and I. Yeah. Oh god, it sucks because I could see him getting six wins. I'll go over because of the extra game. Uh, that makes sense. Hey, it's good. Uh, Honestly, uh, I I think uh, the it's going to end up being an awesome division with Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, and um, Baker Mayfield. But it's weird because I would say the this Bengals are the worst team in the conference this year, and I'd say the Steelers are the worst, the second worst team in the conference. 
and they could still get swept by Pittsburgh, I think. So I'm going to go under, uh, but I do think they'll show like signs of improvement. Signs of improvement. Um, yeah. So I, I'm going to go under and it's just because that, I mean, I mean, they could go, they could easily go over six in the conference. So, yeah. Right. Okay. And I'll accept you went, that. Did, you went over, I went over, right? Yeah. I went over because right. I said it was going to be six, but then it was six and a half. So I went with the over because of the extra game. All right. Who's next? The last team that we're going to talk about is the other LA team, the Chargers with Justin Herbert. Um, they did have. You see his, did you see his commercial? I did. It was. I thought it was kind of funny. It was kind of funny, funny, but like it was in that kind of funny where it's like, oh my god, he really just said that. Yeah. <laughs> like it was. <sighs> anyway, um, what's the over under on them? Because I know they have a relatively difficult schedule. Uh, nine. Nine. Uh, I'm gonna go under on that. I think that they can go eight and nine. I don't know if they're going nine and eight <laughs> because they have to play the NFC. I think they play the NFC East, which is like an instant four games right there for them. Yeah, like no, you got to assume that they're going to get swept by the chiefs. They'll probably split with the Raiders because they always split with the Raiders and then the Broncos, they could have Aaron Rodgers, and that could be a, a split instead of a sweep for them or even a sweep of them. Then they play teams like Washington. Uh, Washington's in the NFC. That's a very difficult week one. Then they have to play the Browns and the Ravens, which two very hard games for a team that's in the, I would say on the back end of a rebuild, but still in a rebuild section. Um, the Vikings is a, a difficult out there. The Steelers, another difficult out there. It looks like they play the NFC East and the AFC North. So that's just, that's a very difficult schedule. Um, Getting the Texans is a nice bonus there too, but uh, I don't see them getting over nine wins. That's that's I crazy. Agree. I went under as well. Um, so we're gonna make a quick move, discuss the NBA for a five, about five minutes, and then we'll uh, do our Mount Rushmore and get out of your hair. Um, so obviously in the NBA, uh, Trey Young had that big shot, uh, and I know I said it earlier. It's good to see. Madison Square Garden full again. Uh, did you see Spike Lee yesterday? I don't know what he was wearing. It, it oh my god! It was so it didn't funny. Make sense. It, I, I I honestly like paused my TV. I was like, "What is like? What are on his? What are on his body? Like right now?" But, <laughs> uh, I think it's going to be a really good, um, a really good series. I hope it is. Um, I, Emmanuel quickly is a dog. Uh, He's I don't know if you rookie of the year, dude. dude. Dude, he hit. I don't know how much if you watched all the yesterday. He hit. He hit like maybe a step in front of the uh, half court logo. Yeah, like, so the little he's flick, legit. It was like not even two hands. <laughs> he's legit, uh, and this is all honestly. It's just an exciting series because uh, you have the Nets who haven't been there in a while, and I mean, it will carry over into our Mount Rushmore. Derek Rose, the fact that he is his both of his knees have been replaced, I believe. Yep. And he's still able to be that athletic. Like he, he didn't up. He he did the up and under move uh, under uh, in like the first quarter, I believe. And up and under is not necessarily hard if you just keep it close to your body. But when you go up and then like fully around, it's incredibly difficult. And that's exactly what he did. So it's awesome seeing him. Uh, I don't think Julius Randle played as well as he could have. Uh, but then again, he needs to deal with that because he's the best player on the team. He's going to have to be. 
Um, and like I said, the, the Hawks are exciting. They're young. Uh, they got Clint Capello who blocks every shot, gets every rebound. Trey Young wants to be the villain. I know I don't think you're the villain, man. I hate to break it to you, but um, whatever. Yeah, you can't be um, a villain if you're well-liked by people. <laughs> yeah, and I, I also think it's a good coaching matchup. Uh, Tom Thibodeau is a – I mean – the fact that he was able to get this much out of the Knicks, he deserves coach of the year. Uh, if we'll get to him in a second, but uh, the Suns coach, I think should win it as well. Um, but, uh, and Nate McMillan for uh, the Hawks is a good coach as well. So um, I'm surprised I hope goes, that the uh, Pacers let him go. He was a good coach. I agree. Uh, he, that was the Pacers were okay. Yeah. I, Cause I was watching. So I, I kept thinking he was in Portland or he might've been in Portland at some point. But. I think he played in Portland and he also played for the Pacers, but he went back and coached the Pacers. Yeah. So hopefully that series uh, keeps going. Um, uh, Memphis and John Morant on Friday sent Golden State packing. Uh John Morant, uh, if he if he could play like that every game, I mean, I know that's asking a lot. He would be a top, if not the best point guard in the league. Uh, he needs to improve on his three point shot uh, because if he develops a three point shot, I, oddly enough, this this brings me back to Derrick Rose. Really, like if Derrick Rose had been able to be a good, good three point shooter early, he would have been even that more um, mm -hmm. tough to guard. And I think the same thing could be said about John Moran. I think he's on a path that his career could be what we wish Derrick Rose's career was. Um, but yeah, I was happy to see the, the Warriors get out. Like I, 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 what? Hmm? Uh, I don't know. Something what just popped up. I, someone either. No, don't worry about it. Um, Someone comments? I know, but it just said Shelby called into us. I don't, I don't know what that means. Um, oh, that might be one of uh, – oh, on, on Facebook. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know what it is. Him? No, uh, he, he accidentally uh, called the group. He clicked the wrong thing. Anyway, uh, go on. Okay. Um, <laughs> John Morant developed a three-point shot. God tier. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, Golden State. Steph Curry was amazing. I he is going to have, I think, a pretty long NBA life. I think he still got, I, I maybe not ten more years, but seven or eight. I think, and he'll that shooting can keep you in the NBA uh, if you can shoot. Age doesn't matter. Same thing with Kyle Korver and JJ Redick. So. Um, but yeah, it was, it was nice to see, uh, them take them out. And then yesterday, uh, we had this game, one of the Suns and the, uh, Lakers. I, ever since LeBron left, I, uh, I'm not, I haven't really piled on him or anything. He won us a championship, whatever. Yesterday, he just dives and flops so much. And yeah, he's been doing that. He forever. over, he over exaggerates everything. And I, they, I mean, the Lakers didn't even look good yesterday. And it's also LeBron has gotten so old, not old, old, but like he's gotten so old that I don't think he can play in like a fast, fast, fast paced offense anymore. And when they give him the ball to bring up at the point guard, like it slows everything down, which doesn't help LeBron at all. So uh, oh. it was great to see um, the Suns win. Go ahead. I was just going to add on, like you said, he was flopping a lot and everything. LeBron, after getting poked in the eye by whoever, 
was on the ground for I want to say it was like 90 or uh, or 120 seconds or something like that. Kevin Pillar, who took a 96 mile per hour fastball yeah. to the face, bruises, slumps, stitches on like all parts of his eyes and everything. He was down for 36 seconds and walked off. Just, just yeah. uh, everything about LeBron James and his flopping has been so old now for a while because he's been I mean, doing it forever. I mean, I, I don't know if you remember, but I mean, in 2016, it, it, in that game seven in the finals, uh, uh, Irving hit the shot and then they got the, the Cavs got the ball back and LeBron was about to throw down that alley oop. Uh, and then he, uh, he basically he missed it or Dragon Green fouled him or whatever. And he laid on the ground for like five minutes and like his wrist was broken or something. Oh. And it was like, dude. And he was like, oh, I have the cramps. It's too hot in the gym. The AC is turned off. San Antonio is so hot. He got carried off by like six people. It's not yeah, like I, you're playing in the gym by yourself. Everyone else is also playing in that, and no one else is complaining about cramps. And yeah, yeah. And and like I said, I think I mean this is the reason I think the NBA has kind of come back to me. I mean, it, we're everyone's kind of sick of hearing about Kyrie Irving and uh, Jen Harden and Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Steph Curry. And it seems like we could have some new blood this year. I mean, uh, like I said yesterday, the Suns beat them. Devin Booker is the man um he's a beast uh hopefully chris paul isn't as hurt as he was yesterday because he couldn't even control the ball when he was dribbling so um it, it i i made a funny joke yesterday i said uh it's no it's no surprise that the rockets could never you know win the big one concerning james harden was always just out partying during the playoffs and chris paul was always hurt so yeah um but uh, they won yesterday. I mean, their big three of uh, – uh, I mean, it's not a big three because it was, came to the draft. But Aiton, Booker, and Chris Paul is really good. Mikhail Bridges out of Villanova is a yep. uh, great Very player, good. great defensive player. Uh, so I like the Suns a lot. I, I will probably say I'm probably rooting for the Suns. Um, and what I will say, rooting for like, the Knicks? I, that's the Eastern Conference. Um, Fair enough. One and one. I did the same thing. It's cool. Um but I mean, I I will be fully back on in the NBA if the Suns upset the Lakers, just because like I you know what the Nets like I don't care, but like if it's honestly like uh, like out west, it's like the Jazz, the Nuggets, and like new blood. I'm so in for that. Like I'm so ready to see the Suns win. So yeah, I, I, I agree. thought it was great. I thought it was great, and um, yeah, um, and then. Uh, Quickly in the MLB, uh, Tampa Bay is on fire. Uh, I think we've talked about this a million times. Uh, no hitters are becoming way too like common, and it sucks. Uh, I also have not been really paying attention. Is Francisco Lindor picked up his play lately yet? I mean, picked up his play is a very relative term. Yes, he's doing better than how he started, but is he playing worth his contract? In my opinion, no. But yeah, I mean, first year. Uh, I, and like I said, he he notoriously has slow starts. But yeah. Um, so with that, and then uh, it, it it's still crazy to me that like Anna, the Anaheim Angels should be everyday baseball. Like I would it, like I would watch them if it was Shohei Otani pitching and then hitting and Mike Trout. Like and, and once again, it brings us all back to the fact that the MLB just does such a horrible job marketing these guys. 
Yeah. Like, like I bet you there I bet you there are sports like fans out there that really don't know who Shohei Atani is just because they've done nothing to help him out. Like yeah. I remember when Ichiro came over, I mean MLB, I mean, he was like a god. The MLB made him like a god. And it, it's this show. Hey, Tiny comes over, no one cares. Mike Trout is probably going to end his career in the quietest way possible and go down as the best baseball player ever or the best baseball player, I don't know, since Barry Bonds. And uh, no one and, – and, and when that happens, I'll just be like, yeah, I, I think I saw him play. I think I saw him get a home run once. So – once again, yeah, I mean, it, I, Mike Trout's been my favorite player for a while now. And I, like before all that and like and everything, because he was from Jersey, grew up in Violin, you know, followed the Jersey guys or whatever. But I, he's been my, and like you never see him on TV. Like, you, you see him on ESPN for like five seconds when they re- read off his stat line. You know, Otani came over. I was very intrigued by his skill set and what he was going to provide because I thought he was coming to the Mets because they were in the run for him. Goes to the Angels, and I was like, kind of excited. I'm like, yo, these two guys are going to get to play together. And you never hear anything about it because it's just not a big sport anymore. And it sucks. Yeah. And I, I, I think Mike Trout is either 30, 31, or 29. I and 30. I think I, whatever age it was that, that someone said it the other day. And I mean, I thought he was like 40 just because he's been around since he was like 18. He's 29. Years old. He's not even 30. Yeah, he's been around for so long and been so good for so long. That, yeah, it, it, it is going to suck that he'll probably get on as the best baseball player ever. And people, like even us, like who lived through his prime, will be like, yeah, we saw him play a couple times. So, right. Whereas in, whereas in, if you grew up in America in the 1930s or the Great Depression or anything like that, and you didn't watch Babe Ruth, that, I mean, you were insane. So, um, yeah, that's all I have to say. Oh, and then uh, real quickly, uh, the FCS award winners were announced last week. Uh, the Jerry Rice Award uh, goes to the best freshman. Uh, went to uh, Incarnate Ward quarterback Cameron Ward. He left the S- FCS in touchdown passes during the regular season and uh, he, uh, passed for 2260 yards, uh, 183 completions, 26 touchdowns with two of them rushing, and uh, – Average 376 uh, yards passing per game. Uh, that was good. Um, the Buck Buchanan, which goes to uh, the best uh, defensive player, um, uh, Jordan Lewis out of Southern, uh, in five games this year, he had 10 and a half sacks and 15 tackles for loss. Pretty good. Um, and then the Walter Port Payton uh, Award, which is basically the Heisman in the FCS. Uh, I was shocked when this came out. I did not – Never covered this guy. Had no idea who he was. I thought it was crazy that it wasn't that it wasn't Barrier or Schmid. Uh, uh, Cole Kelly from southeastern Louisiana. Uh, I guarantee you this guy's going to be in the NFL one day. Uh, he's six foot seven. He's the next Bla- Bla- Brock Osweiler. Brock Osweiler. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. Um, and then uh, I guess I'll just give out. I, I think if you want to look at a future for the Heisman. Uh, I think um, any of the uh, Ohio State three of them, I, I would take one of those. I think that represents good value just because they go to Ohio State. Uh, I haven't seen Bryce Young's odds, but I would think if they're anything substantial, then you should take that pick too because he could very well win uh, again next year. So um, that's it. And then, uh, like I said, Heisman. And then uh, my top five heading into the summer right now, 
Uh, I'll still say Alabama's one. I'll stay Georgia's two, Ohio State three, Clemson four, uh, North Carolina five. Um, I it would be it would be awesome to see North Carolina be good at football again. Um, but yes, now we have our Mount Rushmore, which we had been alluding to. Um, and we've also actually made it to do the route rush for the first time in like a month. Um, so good for us. Good for us. Yes, we deserve a round of applause. Um, uh, but this is our Mount Rushmore. We're just going to go back and forth. No snake draft. You pick, I pick, you pick, I pick. Um, we'll each do four uh, players that we wish just never would have got injured. Like um, you'll recognize it when you hear our first and our couple picks. So, um, yeah, uh, Tom, you can go ahead first. I mean, I know everyone's expecting after all the hype and talk that I've done to go with D Rose here, but if I had to pick one athlete in all time that I really wish never got hurt, it has to be Bo Jackson. I mean, that that injury ended his career as soon as it happened on the field. He was going to go and, and be the best running back all time, but only got to play for three seasons. I mean, it, it was just such – and uh, Bo Jackson's my favorite athlete, fun fact. Um, I, his 30 for 30 that's on ESPN is literally my favorite thing to watch and just throw it on. And he's just, he, he's the man. And he obviously went back and still played baseball really well, but not nearly at the speed that he used to play it as. Um, I, he's the guy that I really wish never got hurt. Yeah. I think that that would probably be everyone's uh, number one. Um, but um, my, I, for my first pick, I have a, a little bit of a weird one and this is, that it is injury, but it's also just kind of personal. Um, Tiger Woods, uh, I think Tiger Woods would. I think Tiger Woods would have bro- broken uh, uh, Jack Nicholas's major record by now, uh, by three or four by now. Had it had the whole thing with uh, him injuring himself in the car accident, then which led to the unraveling of his life, which sucked and was horrible. And hopefully, I think he's doing well now, but. Had that not happened, I mean, T- Tiger Woods was the king of the world when that happens. He was the most talked about athlete in the world. People loved him. And it, 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 yesterday, watching it, uh, the Mickelson win, like everyone was so excited. And I was like, he's not Tiger Woods, man. Like, I, I, I can't get excited for Phil Mickelson. I'm sorry. He, so, um, yeah, I, I, I just wish Tiger Woods, uh, any of that stuff would never happen to him. All right, you're yeah. up. Yeah, I'm going to go with another football player. Uh, this one's a little more old school, um, and not many people will know his name. Obviously, you will. Um, Gail Sayers. Gail Sayers was basically the first player to do everything. He did kicks. He ran it. He caught the ball. He he did everything, and he got into the Hall of Fame. He's actually kind of the watermark for people that, don't have really long careers to get into in, into the NFL. They compare their stats to Gil Sayers because he got hurt. Uh, I think it was fifth or sixth year. Do you do you remember? No. I don't oh, there it is. Seven seasons. He only played seven seasons. Um, he he literally did everything. Uh, and, and it, you know they they don't have a ton of like his highlights because film wasn't really a thing there. You could still find some of them, but man, that dude was just electric. That guy did that. Uh, he was, he was crazy, and and the guy that was taken way too soon from the game. Yeah, I totally agree with that as well. Um, I will also go with a different one, uh, a little bit out of left field. Um, Len Bias. Obviously, this is not yeah. just an injury. This is a death. Um, yep. Len Bias, uh, two days after he was selected by the Celtics uh, at a heart attack from a, a cocaine-induced heart attack. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, people forget that uh, going into that draft, I believe, I mean, it was supposed to be the rivalry between Len Bias and Michael Jordan. And it, it could have been that had he not died because he was very good in college. Um, he was a, a good pick for a reason. So, uh, yeah, Len, I mean, I think it would have been awesome to see Len Bias face off against Michael Jordan um, during the 80s and 90s. I, I think that would have been one of the coolest things. But, yeah, Len Bias uh, taking the world too soon, definitely. Uh, also, just a friendly reminder, don't do cocaine. Right. <laughs> um, I'm not going to bring up Derek Rose because I think that's like something that everyone kind of already knows. Yeah, about he's everything. online too. We, I, I figured we'd talk about it at the end. Kind of, yeah. No yeah. worries. Um, I'm going to keep sticking with football because that's my favorite sport, and these are the guys that I kind of like use up all my time watching their highlights for. Uh, Earl Campbell, man. I mean, that guy consistently was running for. Uh, I think did he have 2,000 yards or did he never actually get it? Uh, you can just keep talking. I don't, about no, it. I don't. I don't think he did because there's only eight people to ever do, it, and I don't think he was. I mean, Earl Campbell was just this guy. He would run through people. He he would literally. You look up his highlights. They have them because he was in the 70s and 80s. Earl Campbell was the exact opposite of Jerome Bettis. Jerome Bettis was a guy who would always run out of bounds and not fight for the extra yards. Like Earl Campbell forced extra yards. He ran through people. Um, he ended up having both knees replaced and he had back surgery. So it kind of cut his career a little bit short. I think he only played eight seasons, um, but he he is just he was a man amongst boys. It, it was crazy to just watch even like a couple of his highlights. I can't imagine what he was doing on, on the stuff that they didn't have on those highlights. You know. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Earl Campbell. Uh, he had two thousand yards. Did he really? Uh, I believe Titans now two players in this. Th- Only the fifth player to accomplish the feat, Earl Campbell, four in nineteen eighty. So he had four. Did he have? No, four? no, he he was the fourth. That's what they're saying. Um, uh no, I'm wrong. I'm one hundred percent wrong. He in nineteen eighty, uh, he came very close. Uh, um, yeah, I didn't think he ever got it. I was like, hmm. one thousand nine hundred thirty-four yards with thirteen touchdowns. Um, How many games, though? Uh, okay, I 15. think he was. Yeah, I think he was playing with the shorter seasons. That that's yeah. the argument for everyone with OJ. OJ had two thousand yards, but he only played in a fourteen-game season. I think <laughs> he would have broke the all-time rushing uh, single-season record that was set by Dickerson in '84. If he had two more games, if he would have killed it. Killed. Yeah, good joke. Got it. Um, <laughs> that's a nice one. That's a good one, John. That's a good one. Uh, so uh, I will go with another different one. Um, uh, from the world of soccer, Ronaldo, not Cristiano Ronaldo, the original Ronaldo from Brazil. He became, uh, I believe, when he first won it in the early 2000s, he became the youngest player ever to uh, win the Balloon d'Or, uh, which goes to the best player in the world. Um, and uh, through the 2006 World Cup, I think he was still the best player. Uh, and then after that, he had a ton of injuries. Uh, the, the thing is, Ronaldo uh, could still be playing today. He would be old and it wouldn't be his top form, but he'd still be playing today had he not gotten injured. Um, and you don't really see that a lot in soccer. Um, I, 
it, it's honestly, unfortunately, becoming more not popular, but it, it, soccer players at picker are picking up injuries now more than ever, just because I, I mean, we talk. But I mean, it's almost the same thing in every sport. The speed of the game has just changed so much. So uh, yeah, but Ronaldo uh, could have won five Balloon Dior's, and uh, he was. When I when I was first introduced to soccer and like when I was young and I played soccer, Ronaldo was always um, the guy. He was the man. Um, but I mean, obviously, I'm a Cristiano Ronaldo guy now. But uh, Ronaldo, he he probably would have gone down as either the best soccer player ever or the second uh, behind Pele, right. and maybe Diego Maradona. Yeah, did you hear that? Diego Maradona's uh, doctors killed him. I guess it's got, uh, that's the report and it's going to court. So yikes, dude. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know if you ever saw Diego Maradona Donna, uh, at, the, at the last World Cup, but I mean, he was, I mean, nice, nice uh, bridge from Len Bias. I mean, he was just on cocaine the entire time. Every time he talked in the media, it was bad. So uh, Ronaldo, for me, that's the third one. And for your last one, can you, uh, like, let's not pick someone from the 70s. At least I'm picking, like, people that people know. I don't even know who Earl Campbell is. You don't know who I, Earl Campbell I, is? I, I know who Earl Campbell is, but, you know what, I guess you're more of a football guy than me because you're just picking football. So you keep doing what you're doing. Be a football guy. I am going to be a football guy because I'm taking Andrew Luck with my last one. That guy retired after six seasons. No one at his caliber would be would be retiring after six seasons against injury. I mean, he didn't he retire after making like the AFC Championship game or something like that, like like yeah. the previous season. I no one no one would do that, and he I, I really wish that he had come back, but now you know he's two or three years removed from the game. He he got ridiculed by injuries and back injuries, and he was playing through a lot of them. That uh, I think that report came out too. He played through a ton of injuries on top of the ones that kept him out. So I, I, if he had been healthy and didn't have even the major ones that held him out and he kind of, or just even the minor ones that he had to battle through, he, he might go be the best quarterback right now, but we would never know because he got slammed even with that old line. Yeah. That's a, honestly, I wouldn't have thought of that. That's a great pick. That's a great pick. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I think his retirement, I think, was also a mental thing, too. He was just like – and I understand it. I mean, he battled solar surgeries, and, like, when he'd come back, then he'd injure it again. So it, it, I don't blame him for retiring. He made his millions, and I'm sure he's a really – I mean, he is really smart. So, um, But, yeah, I, I I haven't heard people say that one when you think of it but because you don't really necessarily always think of it as, a uh, like, a physical injury, I guess. But, um, yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Um, and then for my last one, um, uh, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll stick to basketball this time. Um, uh, Yao Ming. Yao Ming. Yeah, he was, was the other guy I was, was arguing. Uh, was the first guy, uh, big, big man based, not the first big man, but he, he, when he came into the league in 2002, I don't know. Uh, he was seven foot six, weighed over 300 pounds. Uh, and then for his first two seasons, scored over 25 points a game and 10 rebounds. Um, and then, I mean, unfortunately, I think we all knew this was going to happen. Uh, uh, it happened to Greg Oden. 
that we'll talk about that next. Uh, uh, so uh, yeah, and uh, I mean, he could he he. He, had he not gotten injured, which unfortunately I think we all, like I said, we all saw coming because of how, because of how big he was. Um, I, he could have been the top 10 basketball player of all time. Um, uh, funny thing about uh, Yao Ming, the only real reason that he was like, con- uh, uh, like basically China told his mom and dad, to have sex basically just so they could produce a tall son. Like, I'm not kidding. They, I think yeah, I sort of remember that actually now that you say yeah, that. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, so yeah. Yao Ming. Uh, some of the ones we missed, uh, obviously the recent ones, Derek Rose, obviously uh, RG three, that's a big one. Um, but once again, that also, I think we knew we saw that coming. We saw the, uh, the blood in the water there. Um, and I didn't think of this. Greg Oden, though, uh, until I said it. Greg Oden, uh, I mean, he was the – not the – I mean, 2005 or 2002 maybe. I, I mean, he could have been a, a really good as a tall guy. Um, Amari Stoudemire would have been cool had he not gotten injured. Uh, I I wanted – because in the, his early career, I wanted him to go to the Cavs so bad to join with LeBron. Um but he was an interesting one that uh, I think we left off. And then uh, the last one I have on here, uh, Grant Hill. Grant Hill could have been a much better player, struggled with injuries throughout his career. though. So um, I will post a, uh, a graphic, and I'll have people vote who are the best Mount Rushmore. So, um, But that's going to do it for today. Uh, real quick. What would you think about uh, us doing a trivia show this week? I'm down for it. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking – uh, I agree. I think we should do it. Uh, so uh, we're, we'll plan on doing it our next show. If you have questions that you want us to be asked, um, either tweet at me or Tom, and then uh, you can ask around maybe. But I, I, think, I think I'll have my brother join on and be like the guy asking questions. Sounds good. Yeah, so we'll we'll do a full Jeopardy. Uh, we'll t- I'll, I'll I'll put it all in place and we'll talk about it more uh, probably later today or tomorrow. But yeah, we'll do our first trivia show. Uh, I think it's a good time, you know, just to do something different. Uh, keep things keep things Fresh. moving. So um, yeah, definitely uh, tune in either Wednesday or Thursday. We'll let you know, um, and we will do our trivia section. And we will um, uh, decide who is. Um, the smartest sports fan of all. I think it's me. So, um, and then what, uh, NBA picks for tonight. Who plays tonight? You know? Uh, no, I do not. Uh, I know the Nuggets, I believe, play. Uh, I'm looking this up right now. Hold on. Because I, I want to give some picks for tonight. Let's see. Uh, tonight, there is the Heat and the Bucks. Bucks lead the series 1 0. Uh, uh, I, I'll take the uh, I'll take the Bucks again because I think they're at home, right? Uh, yes, they are. The Bucks are home. I would also go with the Bucks. Uh, then we have the Nuggets and the Trailblazers as the other game. Um. I, uh. Yeah. What's his uh, Donovan Mitchell is
Uh, I don't know what happened. <laughs> oh, okay, you're good. Okay, you're good. Uh, your yeah. mic disconnected. I don't think Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, I think it was something like that. I I, I don't know. Donovan Mitchell's not on the Nuggets. He's on the Jazz. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, but he's out for the next game. However, uh, I'm trying to get the lines for oh. these games. Hold on. Oh, I have them. Uh, the Bucks Heat game is minus four and a half. Uh, yeah, Nuggets, I'm uh, for the Bucks. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, I take the Bucks still. I'll say, yeah, I would take the Bucks money line probably, uh, and the under two twenty two and a half. Yeah. Um, the Blazers uh, plus one and a half. Uh, I like Denver. Uh, I think. Yeah, uh, I also have, like Denver. Jokic, you think? Oh yeah, I forgot that. You think Jokic will win the MVP? Who are the other two guys? I forget. I, I, I'm sure it's Curry. I don't know who the other one is. I, I think maybe, he gets it. Maybe. But he has to get it. They, well, did you see how the Trailblazers beat them in the first game? No. They just let him score. Really? Because he makes such a difference because he's always passing and making – they just said, you can beat us. You can score, and he wasn't able to make playmaking and do things like that. Huh. So he struggled. Uh, I do think he's the MVP, which also gets me back in the NBA. It's a, it's a new. It's not James Harden or Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Or I'm looking at the, at the MVP award tracker on uh, basketballreference.com. Jokic is number one. Giannis is number two. Joel Embiid is number three. Kawhi is number four. And Jimmy Butler rounds out the top five. Yeah, uh, that makes I'm sense. Jokic is only 25. Uh, Jokic and Embiid, I hope – I hope they bring a little bit back to the game and not as much Embiid uh, because he's more of just an athletic freak. But Jokic is like your traditional big man, I think. So uh, it'd be cool to see him win the MVP. Like I said, I think it's just good it's not, you know, uh, LeBron or Anthony Davis or uh, Jason Tatum or something like that. So, right. Um, but yeah, we will, um, like I said, we'll do trivia next show and then. Um, that's it for us. Uh, Tom, do you have anything else? Sco dogs, baby. You already know. We got to do some more Italian tonight, though, so that's not fun. <laughs> it makes me so sad, but Sco dogs.